Welcome to another great episode of Sports Matters. I'm your host, Kevin Drake, and sitting across from me is... Me. Matt Burt. <laughs> my partner in crime. Well, we had a great show last week. I want to thank uh, Coach Dale Brown again for joining us, but right now I have a very special guest I'd like to introduce to the show. Originally from Iran, spent some time growing up in Sweden as well, and he's now here in the good old U.S. of A., my good friend, Armin Altababa. Armin, welcome to the show. Thank you for, thank you for having me. I know, I know. I, know. I, I feel bad getting you up early so i'm sure you probably worked late last night <laughs> no we got a lot of excitement going on the world cup i mean my god is that the true world sport or what yes it is the biggest sport in the world. Absolutely. The most watched, at least. It's the most watched. And I tell you what, the fact that the U.S. is not even in it, I am, like, just so excited with this, what's been going on. Just just all these matches have been going on, some of these blowouts, some of these great games. But, I mean, I know you had a heartbreaker yesterday. But before we jump into that, I want to ask a little bit about you, you know. I mean, what was it like growing up in uh, Iran? Well, I was I lived in Iran until about I was 11. Okay. And uh, during that time, Iran was at war with Iraq, oh. so you had to go through that most of my life over there. But uh, it was okay, you know, it's a good country, nice people, good food, <laughs> and uh, I was very young back then, so it didn't affect me. But then at 11, I moved to Sweden, and um, I moved there with my brother. Yeah, that was interesting, I love Sweden, great country, and family is still back in Sweden, so I go there. I try to go there as often as I can. So what's the two favorite foods then in Iran and Sweden? In Iran? In both, one in each. You got lots of kebabs in, 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 in Iran, so I can't say, I can't name one, but uh, I love all Persian food. Yeah. Yes. And uh, in Sweden, you know, the, here you get the Swedish meatballs. They're the most famous. <laughs> let's, just, let's just stick to that. I've only had those at Ikea. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's not. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, then that makes me not feel as bad. That's for sure. I actually go there every time I need my Swedish fix. I go to Ikea and have those <laughs> meatballs. Nothing like a good old healthy diet of Swedish meatballs here no, sports matters. <laughs> At what age did you just like develop a passion for playing soccer? I know it's the world sport. I know it's probably the top sport in Iran. I think ever since I can remember, I've been uh, passionate about uh, about football, soccer. Yeah, yes. Uh, I remember watching the World Cup uh, 82 when uh, you had Paolo Rossi and them play. And Italy has always been my team. So to say, because Iran usually didn't make it to the World Cup. So Italy was a team I always rooted for. And uh, even when I moved to Sweden, Italy was always a team. But unfortunately, they didn't qualify for the World Cup this year either. No, but they did win it in 2006. I was actually in Germany. I had the pleasure of... Uh watching that match yes. couldn't afford to get tickets for that final match i'm like you know what i'll just watch it in the square in berlin that was actually a great experience exactly. and you really you feel the passion from all around the world because people from all walks of life all around the world we all congregate together and like hey well, we just want to see a great match and that it was very historic <laughs> yes. yeah, but after 2006 uh, the italian soccer just collapsed with the culture police scandal and everything so they uh the club teams are recovering a little right now, especially with Juventus going strong. But the national team, it was um, better that they didn't qualify because they would have uh, not been able to do anything in the World Cup. That is very that. true. Very true. Yeah. So did you play soccer growing up? I did. I've played soccer until even now I play sometimes. Yeah. Not as often as I should or I want to, 
but I still love the sport. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. I mean, like for me, I, I played soccer growing up, and I, I like to relate myself to Olivier Giroud. I had about one touch, and that's it. I couldn't <laughs> run by anyone. But I want to ask you, my favorite question to ask our guests is, who's the most athletic person you've played against or with? I have not played against uh, any uh, famous people, yeah. so to say. I've uh, usually played with my friends, and I, I played in some teams in Sweden, but nothing professional or uh, or semi-professional it leads to my next question is what what made them so special is like who's what have you seen on a soccer field that you've been like oh my gosh he just did that well you've seen you see Messi uh, so Maradona was amazing watching him the, the things he did I don't think anybody will ever, ever be able to do um, but I think Maradona for me is the is the best player that I have seen. Everybody say Pele and Maradona, but I've never seen Pele play, so I can't say anything about it. But Maradona definitely, even now I watch videos from him and I can't believe the things that he did. I heard he's related to Cristiano Ronaldo, not in like terms of like cousins or anything like that, but I'm saying in the style that he plays and how he takes his team by himself. Is that kind of true? Would you say that's a fair they, comparison? They both, I think, carry the team. Cristiano Ronaldo shows up on big games like he's done. Uh, he did against Spain in the World Cup. He scored three goals. And even the game after that. Um, scored their only goal. Their only goal. Uh, who did they play? Uh, let's check it out because I don't remember the... the they played, they played Morocco. Morocco, yeah, yes. he scored a goal. He scored the first goal. I know one team he didn't score a goal. Yeah, we had him, That was Iran. We had him uh, wrapped up, yeah. He wasn't able to... That was brilliance of the coach to have that type of game plan. They kind of hung back. They were really knew that Portugal was going to come with the onslaught. And I was just, my heart was racing. I was so rooting for Iran. And it just, they played so well in that first half until that lucky goal. Yes, they played with Alda, a lot of heart. Yeah. I think Ronaldo should have had a, been red carded yesterday. He elbowed the. Oh, he did. He intentionally. There, there was defense. no play on the ball. If there was any other player, if it was the Iranian player, for sure. He would have been red carded, but uh, since he was Ronaldo, they were a little lenient on him. Of course. He's the best player in the world. Yeah. They're going to get those fouls. And also, too, in that game, what was really exciting was is after the Iran you know, finally got to tie it up with that penalty kick, which was awesome. And just a minute later, I think it's a Taromi? Taremi. Uh, Taremi. Yes. And he just oh, just missed it by inches right there. That would have been historic. I mean, at first I thought it went in. I was jumped up, and I went, no, he didn't score. I'm like, oh. It was the yeah. same, same kind of episode against Spain, too. He went up for a header, and he could not put it in. Yeah. That would have been, uh, yeah, but it, that's what makes the sport beautiful. It is. It just shows you when it's a world sport like this and the level of competition that they're competing, that you get very few opportunities against these types of teams and you got to cash in on it. It's nothing to be down on Iran. I mean, I, I look up to that country for what they did and enlighten us because they were really throwing a bad hand. They had to, what, pay for their shirts and things like that. They weren't... Um, yeah, they didn't have a shirt sponsor. Usually the teams that play in the World Cup, like... Uh, Adidas and Nike to sponsor them. Right. But uh, Iran, the Adidas, they're wearing Adidas shirts, but they did not sponsor them, so they didn't get any money from them. They actually had to buy the shirts off of Adidas. Really? 
at a discount. Yes. Why is there a big athletic wear apparel in Iran? In Iran, yes, there are, but the the quality is not that great. And when you go to the World Cup, you want to wear those. You know, you want Adidas, yeah. Nike, yeah, Puma. So Iran is wearing Adidas right now, but uh, they actually had to buy the shirts. See that those companies need to get on their game. You know, they got to make a nice fabric for the players, specifically only twelve of them, or uh, however so many are on the team. Uh, because uh, there's so many sanctions on your yeah. right now. That's why uh, the Iranian Nike didn't let the Iranian players wear their cleats that they've been wearing all their playing careers. They've been wearing Nike, so they had to switch it up now and wear other cleats, even the shirts. Uh, with Adidas, it was just impossible to do it, so they just had to buy them. Really? Well, we got to have that change. <laughs> Hopefully. I was just impressed with Iran just in general, with just the heart that they played, the passion, how they competed. And it really, all three games, they competed really well, even against Spain. I thought they had an opportunity to win that game too. So they're they're knocking at the door. And oh, yeah, I think they played very well against Spain, uh, even Portugal as well. The second half was really good. They showed a lot of heart. And uh, to be honest, I think... Uh, most Iranians are very proud of the team, what they achieved. Coming out of that, that group with four points, nobody thought that before the World Cup started. So No way. Hats off to the team. Absolutely. I mean, that's just kudos to the team. It seemed like they're a very young team, right? Very young team. Yeah, I think, so, uh, I think so this team could be a team in the World Cup. youngest team in the World Cup. For Iranian fans out there, it's nothing but uphill. I mean, you should look up to your team because two years, I guess, what is it, the, the next world international competition? What is uh, that? Next year is the Asian Cup. Okay, so the Asian Cup, they can play in that. They, yes, they're going to play in that. And then uh, we got to wait for 2000, uh, what is it, 22? 22. Qatar. If they uh, they do it in Qatar, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of, of question marks around the building process there, that's for sure. And how, uh, how they got the World Cup, too. Yeah, that too. My question is, is if they have a Winter World Cup, will you still follow it? Oh, it doesn't matter to me when they're going to have it. I would still follow it. But I just don't know how it, it will work cause, because of all the league plays. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to shut down the leagues for a couple of months, in the, maybe in November, December, or January. Uh, I just don't know how it would work. Yeah, I mean, the, the only league, to my knowledge, that shuts down for the World Cup is the MLS. And uh, any any summer leagues that you can think of that play? Yes, in Sweden. Sweden? So, yes, they shut it down. Yeah, they shut down for the World Cup right now as well. As they should. I yeah. mean, this, this is what brings the world together. Whether it be in the Olympics or the World Cup, that's why all sports matters in that sense. Because it brings people together, and then we can just, you know, let out all of our angst and whatever hey. in the sport, as opposed to fight with each other. That's over... the name of our show. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Think about it, too. The Iranian team, as they mature, by 2026, you're going to be stoked because it's going to be right here in the U.S. of A. I know 10 matches are going to be in Mexico. I know there's going to be 10 matches in Canada, but then the U.S. is going to host 60 matches throughout the country. Yes. Um... And if it's anything like 1994, I don't know where the, the semis and the finals, but they had the finals. It was, uh, I remember vividly, it was Brazil. So I first moved out here. Ronaldo versus Baggio's team, Italy, which was a great was game. A great game. Baggio missing that penalty. Oh, I know. He never misses that. No. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just tough. 
it's a lot of nerves. It takes a lot of nerves to even when you go to field playing with your friends, you're gonna take a penalty. It's it's kind of you're a little nervous. Right. Imagine how it is taking it in a World Cup final with millions of people from all over the world watching you. Yeah. Well, we're gonna break down some of these groups right now. You know, I'm looking at the scores. Peru's now up two nil on Australia. So sorry, Matt. I don't think Australia is getting in. Nah, that's all right though. I was I'm still on Team Belgium. I love them coming into the World Cup. Um, I think that they were playing the best football, as you know, everyone besides Americans call it. After coming in, I was kind of thinking that England would be a question mark, but they've kind of they answered it against Panama. But that's Panama, you know. Right. They, they still got another game against Belgium. That'll be the one that I most wanted to watch out of all the games in the World Cup. I know that everyone was on the Portugal Spain when it first started. When we're looking kind of at the groups, I know we're about to do what we normally do here on Sports Matters, and that's fill out a bracket, which is one of my favorite things to do on this show because it shows that no expert is perfect. So I'm excited to do it for here. I've been uh, writing in the potential teams uh, and where they are in terms of the round of 16. There's some things that still have to be. You've got to pay attention to these small little numbers because they kind of split. Yeah. Up. So the number one seed. So Group C and Group D are going to come together. And yeah. Have their little final four, so to speak. So the top seed will play the lowest seed. And right now, it's there's so many different possibilities that could happen because we haven't seen all the games. So we're just going to have to come to a and general. And I have the group standings yeah. right here if anybody needs to take a look at I it. I got so it on my phone. All right, go. we're good. Like technology. Yeah, this is for just use of easiness. <laughs> So what I, what, I, what I have had so far, you already right, filled group out. C, group yeah, C. What group do you got? C. Group C, group we C have. Group C and D. Group C, we got France. Um, I'm going to say France holds on to that. Is is France going to hold on to the number one seed with six points? Well, it's right now they're tied with Denmark. Right. So unless if they stay tied, then they'll end. Yeah, then they'll hold on to it. I um, think those two looks like they're going to go because so, with Peru up 2-0 on Australia. Let's just say France and Denmark. Mark, if his, the yeah. results says, which I don't think it will, I think France will get a goal. The, the possession right now is, is crazy in favor in France. Let's just say France is the number one, and we have Denmark being the number two. So number two C, uh, which was in right next to the Group D bracket, we're going to fill in Denmark and uh, Christian Eriksen. Okay? And then... We're going to go right below to where France is at 1C. We're going to go down to 2D just because it's the chronological order. And the I was filling that in, and it's between... Do you think Iceland can do it? It's Argentina, Iceland, or Nigeria. We're going to pick Iceland one. Iceland beat Croatia? That's that's a question. What do you think, Armin? Iceland normally I don't think would be able to beat Croatia. Croatia is an amazing team. But Croatia has already done to qualify for the second round. They may rest uh, many other players. So I, uh, Iceland will could, have it. Could, could sneak in if Nigeria loses to Argentina, which which Messi's got to go out with at least one win. Argentina's got to go out and win. There's, uh, there's nothing else they they have to they have to they win. have to win. So does that make them play better? Because what what I've seen so far from Argentina is they, they look tired. They look very tired. I mean, most of their players have been have been doing so much for their club teams on Di Maria, Messi, Cunagero. Cunagero. I mean, he had the kid subbed off because of a hand injury in the last game, right? So they're. I think they're going to start Higuain today. Um, for me, I think Argentina does sneak past Iceland. I. 
think that Iceland is a team that primarily parks the bus mm-hmm. and tries to beat you on the defensive end and then try to get, you know make the most of their shots on goal uh, with Sigurdsson. But so like Armin says, yeah. if Croatia is resting players and Nigeria yeah. gets a win, they're in. So are we going to say Iceland? I'm going to go with Nigeria. Are we, oh, we're going with Nigeria for I'm the two. I'm going with Nigeria versus France. Wow, upset. All right. We're going to go I- Nigeria. Upsets here. <laughs> Nigeria. Okay. And then uh, one E, which is the b- bottom one below. That's one where we're going to have another three-team pick. Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. I thought Brazil would be a heavy favorite to get back to the final. You know, losing four years ago. I know a lot of people don't like Neymar. and got a haircut after that first game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank God. But, you know, these big teams, they don't really hit their stride in the first couple of games. As the tournament goes on, they get better. Right. But uh, now Argentina is uh, on the verge of getting knocked out. And uh, Brazil the same way. Brazil and Serbia, if, uh, if Serbia wins, Brazil is out. You're right. Do we think Serbia is going to beat Brazil? Yeah. I yeah. think so, but there is, it's it's very possible the way Brazil have played. It is possible. But like you said, if uh, you know the first couple of matches, they kind of get going. But like once these B teams go, mm-hmm. yes. anything can happen. But... If you want to go with a favorite bet, then obviously you would say Brazil. Brazil, you? Switzerland. Switzerland being the second. So is that consensus? I would say Swiss. Brazil would be the second. Yeah. And Swiss the second? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Serbia is out. Unfortunately, Serbia has got a good team, but I don't, I don't well, see that. We're not even talking about Mexico. Mexico beats Sweden. Well, They'll that, have the number one seed. Right. This is for 1E. Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia. So uh, 2F. Which will be the next one? I think uh, we'll see. So we'll um, say Brazil. Now we'll it, say Brazil and Switzerland. Yeah, I see how it works. There's the four on each side, so group coincides yeah. with group B. Group C is with group D. They have in the little corner like the two F and yeah. the one G. That's where the placement yeah. goes. Right so right we'll, we're picking the winners. Of the groups, okay. Yeah, the the top two of each group, and then so we're replacing picking, them. Okay, I we're setting you. up the bracket for those of you who have been following. Sorry, but I, I don't see Sweden and Olaf Tolvanen or Tolvanen to go through. And I think the mighty Germans and Mexico having the season. Tell you though, yeah, if Sweden beats uh, Mexico. Mexico and Germany is going to beat South Korea. Yeah. Mexico is going to be out. That's crazy. With six points, they will be out. So there's an incentive for Mexico to win. They have to. They have to, yeah. have to win. Win or at least tie. At least tie. If yeah. they lose by one goal, and uh, if they lose 1-0, and uh, Germany beats South Korea with the, a few goals, then Mexico is going to be out. Because it goes by head-to-head, even it if Sweden by, has... It goes by goal differential. Yeah. Goal dif- differential, First. but they're playing Sweden. So if Sweden beats them 1-0... Mm-hmm. That'll put Sweden plus one, and then Mexico would be still be plus one on the gold differential. Who do we think is going to win, Mexico or Sweden? That's the better question. And who do we think is going to be the top of the table? I'm going to go with Mexico. I'm going to go Mexico, too. I, I don't, I mean. I actually think Sweden can. Ooh. Let's do it. Yeah. Are we doing Sweden? Are we saying Germany's out? No, that's not going to happen. Aw. I liked Mexico. Are we going to put Sweden? No. Sweden. Are you putting Sweden over Mexico? Who, I don't know, yeah. man. I, I mean, uh, he's going to put Sweden. I know that for sure. I know. I, I think mean, I, so he's Sweden got roots there. Be able to beat uh, uh, beat Mexico. Yes. Well, only time will tell. I know Jose is going to kill me now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hopefully he's not listening. Yeah. Maybe he's still sleeping. <laughs> All right. And then, so we think that Germany is going to be the second in the group, or are they going to bump to the top? Unless South Korea surprises and ties them, and then that'll solve everything, and then both Mexico and Sweden will go. Well, if Sweden and Mexico tie and Germany loses to South Korea... Yeah, see, there's so many ways God, it can go. We, they, we didn't, they just they had to give it to us on Tuesday. See, this is much more difficult than picking an NCAA bracket. Oh, this is way more difficult because there's so many different options, and both of them are extremely hard. I'll give it that, but yes. I think, uh, let's just say, for me, Mexico, Germany both go through. I think Mexico will be the top seed, and then I think Germany will be second playing Brazil because I would love to see that matchup. That's my picks. Germany, Brazil, that's going to be a great that, that's why I wanted, that's why I picked them second, you know. You're going to go Sweden, Germany. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Sweden, Germany. Who are you going? Mexico and Switzerland. Mexico, Switzerland. What? No. Oh, Mexico, Switzerland, and then, and then Brazil, Brazil, Germany. Germany. Okay. I want to see the rematch. Yeah. Yeah, the World Cup back in the day. So, Group G, which is Belgium, England. I'm saying Belgium wins because I like Belgium and their waffles. So, I'm going to go Belgium. It's going to be the first real test for England. Yeah, it's going to be the first real test. The defense that they have, and you have Courtois, who has had a pretty not great club season, but he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So Yeah, Mertens, too. Mertens. Mertens, yeah. They're just stacked. They are. They are. So I'll go Belgium in that, but not saying England's not stacked because England is stacked. They've got all these great guys that can score goals for them. I think England went through the qualifiers undefeated. Did they? Yeah, I think they actually won all their games. For England? Yes. In the qualifiers. So, yeah, they're a pretty good team, too. So do you think England beats Belgium? No. Okay. So then England, for me, is going to be second in 2G. So they will play over here. 2H. This is like bingo. Almost. Bingo. 2H. <laughs> what are you, Ralph Lawler over there? <laughs> so that is the group with Japan and Sengal in first. However, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could happen. You got Colombia with three. Does it stand that Japan and Sengal go through or are we going to see Colombia sneak their way past Singal? to see Colombia go through. Yeah, I think Colombia, I mean, they got such great talent. Senegal's Cordoado. a tricky team. Yeah. Because they Obvious. won the third place way back in 2002. They just have, like, every year now and again, they just they surprise have that team. you. Unless Poland beats Japan. Poland doesn't have anything to play for besides pride. But Sometimes that gets you out. through, yes. you know? Sometimes yeah, that gets no you pressure. through. There's no pressure anymore on them to, to win or, I mean, to do anything. So they can relax and play play good game. Surprising that they haven't picked up any points because they have they have Lewandowski. They have they have a pretty good team. They do. Yes. They do. They do. I'm gonna say Japan loses to Poland. I think Japan's gonna beat Poland though. You think Japan's gonna beat Poland? Yes, because Japan has a lot to play for. They do. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they've been playing well. They have. Yes, they beat Colombia. That's not a that's not a small win. No, that's a big win. Yeah, and they tied against Senegal, which is a good, very physical team too. I thought they would have problems against Senegal, but uh, they're in the same boat as Mexico. If they lose, they could see themselves out, which is yeah. crazy. What have Mexico has done? Yes, beating Germany. Well, I, yeah. Mexico had probably arguably the toughest group to go through, too. You got Germany and a good Sweden team. Mm -hmm. And for them to be the top right now, currently, it's an impressive feat in itself. And for them to beat Germany. It's crazy that you can still be out with two wins. I know. Three games. But Kevin, go with your pick. 
I'm seeing uh, Colombia. I'm ready to start talking about quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready to start getting to the quarterfinals. So Colombia and Senegal. Colombia, Senegal. Okay. Yes. Right now, Senegal would be first unless Colombia wins. Mm-hmm. Are you saying Colombia is the one seed? I would say Colombia is the one seed. Okay, and then Senegal is the two. All right, we have finally gotten to the you know the meat and potatoes. Uruguay and Portugal. Portugal. I'll go Portugal. Well, the way they played yesterday, I'm gonna go with Uruguay. That's what I'm going. I'm going France, Spain versus Russia. That's what I have. Spain for sure. I like it. Spain. Most nations gonna get knocked out. <laughs> Croatia versus Denmark. Croatia. Croatia. Now I have Mexico versus Switzerland. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna go Mexico. The run continues. That one too. Colombia. I don't know if I filled this bottom one out right, but I have Japan versus England because England would be the second seed. If Belgium's the first seed, they would get Colombia, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I did do it right. Okay. I have Colombia, England. I'm thinking England wins that. Yeah, because they haven't been relevant in a while. They haven't really advanced very far. I'm going for revenge. I'm going with Brazil. I'm going with Germany. Yeah, I think Brazil wins that 5 1. I don't know if it's going to be. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Okay. Kidding. Belgium. So now that gives us the final eight. Portugal, France, Brazil, Germany, Espana, Croatia, Mexico, England for me. Let's do Portugal, France. Or in your case, who beat Uruguay? France. France. Ooh, that's a tough one. France. That's a tough one. France has been playing really well, but so is Uruguay. It's, wow. Do we see an upset? I would say France. France. Yeah, France. And in your bracket, it would be France and Portugal? France and Portugal. I'd still go France. That's a repeat of the European Championship. Oh, that yeah, there you go. That's yeah, so at the European final. And Portugal took that one. Mm-hmm. And we're, we don't have Iceland going through, so it's a little different you know, in this, you know, this time around. Espana, Croatia. I'm going with Croatia. I was about to pick that. Mario Mandzukic and the boys. Modric, Rakitic. Modric, Rakitic, Subak. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like Croatia, unfortunately, for Spain. I think that they got a old team now. I think David Silva. Yeah, they haven't They haven't impressed. No. This year. Well, none of the big teams have impressed. Here. No, not really. But Croatia has been very impressive the way they put Argentina in their place. They Easy, sure did. Though. They definitely put Argentina yeah. in their yeah. place. That was pretty impressive, actually. I've really enjoyed I've tried to watch as many matches as I can. By far, yesterday's game was one of my favorites. It just did. My heart was racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Belgium. I have Belgium. Belgium Waffles versus Brazil. Ooh. Mm. Belgium. If they get revenge on Germany, if that how it plays out, I think Belgium will take it. I'm going Belgium, too. That was the opposite of what I think you were going to say. I think I've, I've skewed people's opinions into Belgium because I love them going into the World Cup. After watching them play, do you think that they are a very strong team? They're a strong it, team. I'm very excited for this game against England and Belgium. Um, I think that's going to show the strength between the, both the teams. So I'm going to go England over Mexico. Unfortunately, the, the historic season for Mexico comes to an end. Is England really that good? Or is Mexico just playing above what they're I capable of? England is that good. We'll know how good England is after they play Belgium this week. That's true. If it That's ends true. in a draw and both the teams score four goals, I'd be like, all right, these two are the two teams that we want to see go far in it. I'll go with the English. I don't think the odds are very high of that. I think it'll probably go down like a 2-2 kind of game. I think it'll end up being a draw or Belgium's going to smoke them. And penalties. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll take Belgium in that in penalties. They have so many people that can step up and take free kicks for them. Oh, yeah. And they have a great goalkeeper. Yeah, that too. We have the final 
four now. For me, it's France, Belgium, Croatia, and the English from England. I will always pick Belgium in this. I told you the champion. I even, the first thing I filled out on when you printed out this bracket sheet, put Belgium in a champion slot. So nothing's changing there. So I'll go Belgium in versus France. Over France? Yeah. Really? I think Belgium beats France. I think France has Is some Belgium firepower. Is Belgium that much better than France, you think? I don't think Armin? that they're that much better. I don't think any team is that much better than the other. Yeah, it, it could go any which it way. It could go any which way. I just think it, in a dogfight, Belgium. When you come to quarterfinals and semifinals, uh, France has more experience, more routine. That's going to play a role in yeah. the games too. So maybe the inexperience will cost Belgium. But uh, but they have great players. They have great players. And to your point, yeah, they are very experienced. But haven't been impressed with France this entire World Cup. I thought that they were going to be one of the teams that dominates people. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them dominate people. Yeah, I think we're going to see the real teams after the group stages. Yeah, that's true. When the knockout stages start, then... I'm going Belgium. You're going Belgium. Yeah. Who are you going? France. I'm going Croatia to win it all. Are you going Croatia to win it all? It I is. love it. And then I have Mexico and Belgium in a third place game, and Mexico will win. I love it. This man is all about the underdogs. I love, I love it. it. I love the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I will go Croatia in the finals playing Belgium. I think that's kind of the ideal scenario for Belgium to win. Mm. It's playing Croatia and not playing a rematch against England. The third place match, I'll take France in third place. And a score update, 78th minute, Peru still 2-0 over Australia. And then France and Denmark are tied. Hmm. Are tied still 0-0. Zero, zero. No goals. No goals. Yeah, that's going to... It just hit the 80th minute. No See, goals. France needed to dominate that game to, you know, make me believe in them. Now I'm, I'm questioning their pick over Portugal. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We'll see how I'm it I'm questioning their pick over uh, Uruguay now. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be Uruguay. It doesn't matter. I'm picking Croatia to go all the way. Denmark is a solid team, though. Yeah. 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 Christian Eriksen, yeah, they're a good team. team. Yeah. They got a good goalkeeper, but... But overall, it's just been a... I don't know what it is. It's just been so exciting this world cup because you know the the last world cup didn't seem as exciting as this one i don't know what it is there just wasn't as very many good matches but this time around there's been some great matches there's been some great matches been a lot of emotions and lots you know, of just, goals scored well americans like to see a lot of goals scored but it's a lot of it's just action-packed a lot, a lot of shots on goals that are don't, don't go in and you see a lot of great defense like what Iran played superb defense against Portugal they stopped a man that scored three goals against Spain against I mean, Spain the Americans do not like it when things end in a draw I don't like how long soccer is because it ends in 0-0 like no goal scored no action and there will be people that are from different countries that be like oh the build up play was amazing I understand the build up play but I can see how other people are frustrated Straight with course, it. You want you want to see teams score? I think the France and Denmark is the first game that it's uh, it's about to end zero zero. This tournament. Yeah. Well, unless I'm wrong, are there any other games? That there's still not to my knowledge. Still a lot of time left, so you know maybe some if there's extra time. So you're looking at maybe 14 <laughs> minutes to go. Four. I kind of disagree about soccer. I mean, at least from my hometown in Cincinnati, they they started a football club two years ago. This is their third season. And they just got awarded the MLS team. Woo! Way to go, Cincinnati. And the commissioner, when he was giving his speech, when he finally awarded it, 
to Cincinnati. He says, I had my decision made up 18 months ago because of the fan support. When you go to these games, it's the atmosphere for one. Second, you got like, well, they call their area, they call the Bailey. So they're just like going off, yelling all the whole entire game. It's just, it's a fun atmosphere. And then the game itself, you you see how good they really are, how they control the ball, how they move the ball, how there's so many shots on goal. It just shows you in soccer or AKA football, how hard it is to score. Do you agree? It's, it's really difficult to score. And there's so much that goes, so many tactics, the technique, everything. There's so much thought that goes behind every ball every pass that uh, you can't just wait for the goal you have to understand the whole game you have to watch the the play up and you just have to appreciate the beauty and the thought that goes the thought process that goes that is behind the plays when you think about how big a soccer field is it's huge it's a little bit bigger than a football field like in terms of american football not no timeouts no timeouts no stoppage of play you're substitutions once you're substituted you're done your high speed motor for 90 minutes have you ever seen me run for 90 minutes i can tell you i'd probably be very windy by the end speaking about running though they showed the stats the other day for argentina and uh, who did they play last? Played uh, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Messi ran less than the goalkeeper. When I hear that stat, that shows you how tired they are. No, Messi just did not move at all. If you run less than a goalkeeper that's stuck in a goal in an 18-yard box, yeah, and just walks around over there, or maybe gets a takes a little run here and there, and Messi as an outfield player as a forward, you play, you run less than a goalkeeper. There's something wrong. Yeah. It's just impossible to run less than a goalkeeper. I think that the only person that has done it before is Ibrahimovic. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he, and and he's any, supposed to be their leader, Messi. He's the leader. That's Anywhere on the field, Ibrahimovic can score. That's what they're saying. When Maradona was playing, he was a true leader. He could carry the team on his, on his back and win the game on his own. Messi is not that kind of leader. He doesn't motivate them. Right. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't carry them on. Maradona, where is he from? Maradona. Maradona. Argentina. Yes. I think Messi's personality is more like Kevin Durant and Ronaldo's personality is more like LeBron James. Is that a fair comparison? I've been hearing different analogies. I mean, Messi is so good because he has other people around him that he can rely on. But for some reason with this Argentina team, he has so much great offensive play, he never shows up. But when he's playing for Barcelona and he's got Neymar and he's got all the, well, Neymar's now left. But when he had Neymar and Luis Suarez, that's when they were the most successful. This past season, they lost Roma in the last minute. And, and Roma, I mean, is a team that was so surprising to me going through in the Champions League. They played great games. They played great games. And if it wasn't for that guy, the defender's header. Manolas. Well, they played with heart. Yeah. Argentina, when I see them, there's it looks like there's no passion at all. They're just running around. Their heads are down. And uh, it doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves. I mean, yeah. this is what what the biggest tournament in the world, the World Cup. It's well, almost like they take it for granted. They barely made it through the qualifiers. They did. They almost didn't make it. But with those players that you have, it's, uh, to me, it's just crazy that we're sitting here talking about how Argentina's going to get knocked out today. Could it be that they have some sort of chemistry issue in the locker room? It could be. Yes, absolutely. That could be a thing. But when you play for your national team, you should put everything else aside and just play your heart out. Yeah, you're right. You got to put differences aside. And that's why I like about world sports, because it brings people together, mm-hmm. e- even from within. They say 19 of 21 civilizations have collapsed from within. 
Hmm. That's mm-hmm. a staggering number. Yeah. You know, Matt and I read an article about that. It's just so staggering. When you come together, you just got to squash those beefs and be like, look, okay, now we're on the same team. Let's make this happen. Let's let's have some magic. Because I always think of the World Cup, there's always some magic in there. Yes, you're right, Armin. The really good teams, they start to come about mm-hmm. as they play on. There's always like these magical teams that just surprise you, that just make it these, these runs. Like maybe even Mexico right now. That's kind of a shocker what they're doing right now. And Well, I read a New York Times article. I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but the smaller countries have been doing an excellent job of providing resources needed for their players. Panama is a prime example. They export their players. They A lot of them play in the MLS where they get better coaches, they get better training, they get all this better stuff. In terms of what Iceland's done, Iceland has developed from the youth culture. So they have 300 part-time soccer coaches that are certified and have been trained by exported coaches who come into Iceland and teach them the game of soccer. So if you look at the smaller countries, they're catching up with the bigger ones by doing things that make sense. You shouldn't be doing things that just relying on one person being the, the man. Well, players like Ronaldo and Messi, they come once every 30 years maybe for like before they come we haven't seen any players like Maradona yeah or before that it was Pele now we have Ronaldo and Messi at the same time so maybe after it's gonna take uh, after they, the two of them retire maybe it's gonna take another 20-30 years before we see the phenomenon like them again so it takes time it takes generations for uh, we have Neymar but I don't think Neymar has hit the level of Messi and Ronaldo yet. I agree with you on that one, though. You're right. You're so right. Yeah, to me, Neymar, he's just, I think the thing that stops him is his self. Yes. I mean, over anything. He's got Big such, diva. yeah, he's a huge diva. I mean, and he's shown that in this World Cup. I think that's a little bit, when you when we first started seeing Cristiano Ronaldo, he was a little bit of a diva. Am I wrong? He still is. He still is a little bit of a yeah. diva. He's overcame from where he was, like, when he was playing with, like, Manchester United. Since he's grown past the age of 30, has done it less, and has been a better player because of it. Before, we were debating who's the best player, and everyone on the face of the planet would say, oh, Messi's definitely the better player. Mm-hmm. But as time has progressed, he's put his name, in my opinion, above Messi's oh, with his performance. What would you say the greatest player right now in the game that's playing? To me, to me, to say one is greater than the other, it just doesn't make any sense. They're different players. Yeah. You, you, you either like Messi or you don't. You either like Ronaldo or you don't. I enjoy watching both of them play. I know uh, Ronaldo could be a little crybaby sometime, but... Uh, so is Messi. He has his faults, too. So let's say you're the head of Manchester City and you have an unlimited bankroll and you can pick one of the two players. Who would you pick? I would still probably take Messi. Okay. Then you think Messi is better than Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. Messi is younger. He's, uh, he uh, plays. Uh, he's more technical, but Ronaldo is a goal machine. Mm-hmm. He's, he carries his team. He's a leader. Look at look at how what he did against Spain. Three goals. He's he scored all his goals for his team. Oh, he missed a penalty yesterday, but uh, later on that happened. That happened to Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, penalty kick too. Yeah, which that is happened, really impressive. And people forget, you know, that happened to Messi early on in this World Cup. Looks like we might have our first zero-zero tie. That bugs me if I'm a France fan. Yes, that yeah. really bugs me. Seven That's going to wreck my bracket. Game. I know. Yeah. It's just that uh, that really bugs me because I think France is. So so talented, mm-hmm. but they have not played up to their talent. They haven't. 
you got to give credit to Denmark, but at the same time, you got to give blame to France, you know? Like There's always someone to blame. I think the France, they already knew they had qualified. Yeah, maybe. So now players try to not to pick up yellow cards, not to get injured. Right, right. Get ready for that round of 16. Yes. That's when the tournament really starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, to bring up this argument, how you're saying about Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, it's not that one's better than the other. It's just a matter of different styles of play. They're both on the same level. And they always like to compare from greats from from past. And it's just, I think it's unfair. Let's just focus on what they're doing now and appreciate what they're doing now. If you look at Silver, they both won five Golden Balls. Best player award. Right. Best player of the year. They have five each, so this World Cup is gonna decide who's gonna get the six. Oh wow! Yes. So so far, I think it's been uh, Ronaldo, uh, especially for him winning the Champions League again uh, this year. And uh, but Barcelona won the league, but I think the cha- Champions League weighs a little little heavier than the league. Mm-hmm. So if Ronaldo does well in this World Cup, he's probably gonna get the six one. Wow. I thought Mohamed Salah from Liverpool and from Egypt had a good chance to get the golden ball this year, but uh, they they lost all their games in the group stages of the World Cup. They even lost to Saudi Arabia. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before that? Well, I don't think Salah is the first one that it happens to in Egypt. They had another player. I can't remember his name right now. They even kicked him out of the country. He lives uh, he lives abroad now, and he's not allowed to go back to Egypt. And uh, he was a, their most famous soccer player, football player as well. Wow, that's harsh. So it's not the first time that it happens in Egypt. Probably not going to be the last time either. Uh, and he's dealing with some injuries as well from the Champions League uh, final. That Ramos pulled him down, and I think his shoulder popped. Yeah, and I, the funny thing is, I read somewhere that there is a Egyptian lawyer that uh, tried to sue Ramos for one, <laughs> one billion dollars. Wow! Uh, on behalf of the Egyptian people for giving him such heartache. Well, Armin, thank you so much for joining us today and give us some insight of the World Cup. Because as you know, you know most of us out here, we needed someone that's very worldly like yourself from Iran, living in Sweden, living in America. It's just an honor to have you on the program, and thank you for kind of clarifying some things. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. And we're going to close out on this note here. Stay tuned for Claudia Chambal to Ask a Leader. Matt, take it away. Love you, grandmas.